Today's show is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash animaniacast. Special thanks goes out to the Inferno Birdie, the Mused Horseman, Christian, James, Kyle, Mastertune, McCoy, MJ, Nebby, Ketzel, uh, Rapid Kirby 3K, Tamara, the Cartoon Gamer, Weffy, Marjorie, Marty, Melissa, Brian, and Micah. Oh my goodness, all of these patrons are not only getting bonus audio from our show every week, but of course they're getting commentaries from Tom Ruger, the creator of Animaniacs, as well as other special guests, such as Peter Hastings, who just recently commented on a few of his episodes uh, for our Patreon as well. Plus, these patrons are going to be voting on what episodes we review in between Season 2 and 3 of the Animaniacs reboot. Ooh, that's right, they're going to choose which episodes of Tiny Toons and Pinky Pinky the Brave. And uh, we also have them all here with us, here in a helicopter. Say hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Yep, they're all right here. So if you'd like to become a patron yourself and get free helicopter rides, head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast today. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. All right, Warners, we have two choices. We can walk away from this situation in a calm and professional manner, or... We can annoy him with our zany antics. Now, before you decide... Antics! Antics! Well, who am I to argue with the people? Kill the antics! And welcome, everyone, once again to the Animated Cast... This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, and Freakazoid. But today we're talking about the last episode of the second season of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right, we're going to be revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can think of. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of the Animaniacs reboot Hey, Water Tower Rating, I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, there's Nathan, Floopity Flu, <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hi, y'all. <laughs> there we go, We're, we got the catchphrase going in. It only took us 200 and something episodes to get the I probably y'all. won't. I probably won't keep it. I just You'll keep it. It's, it's, it's two in a row. <laughs> there's a pattern of forming. There's a pattern forming. We don't know if it's going to stick, but anyway. Yes, today we are talking about episode 26 of the Animaniacs reboot. Uh, it includes, well, the first thing we really saw from the second season of the reboot uh, in its entirety, <laughs> that we mm-hmm. called 80s Cats. Then, of course, we see all about the Benjamin. And then finally, we wrap things up with a, I guess, season cliffhanger-ish segment of 23 and WB. And if someone were to ask you about this episode oh, in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, it's all about... The big no, the big guy. It's all about a big fat guy in that's, every segment. That's even true. The 80s cats, yeah. It's all big fat guys are all. There's yeah. a theme. There you go. That's the theme. Boom, got it. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? 
Um, a penny saved is a penny earned. There we go. <laughs> we're all saving money, and to and to and to uh, to and worth two money. in the bush. Exactly, two pennies are worth two five in the whatever. Okay, well, this episode, of course, like every episode this season, premiered on November fifth of twenty twenty one. So, Nathan, you got to ask you for the last time for our discussion of the season two Animaniacs reboot. Can we please have the November 5th Facts theme song? What does this song sound like? It sounds like this. November 5th Facts theme song sounds like this. Every other version was wrong, but this is the right one. This is the correct song because it's right. November 5th theme song facts. (laughs) grief. I, I like how it was very assertive throughout the entire thing. And then at the end, you just kind of messed up the like the last couple of words. That's, but that's how it's actual, supposed to go. Yeah, that is that's the, the real actual, one. 100% one take. Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah. I, Nathan. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us what facts do we got for our last episode this season? Um, oh, man. I got some doozies. So, you know... Um, these are probably the best facts you're going to get. Uh, November 5th, 1733. This is just two years before uh, the episode is supposed to take place in 1735. The, all about the Benjamin episode, you know? So this is big. This is uh, John Peter Zinger. You know him. He published his first issue of the New York Weekly Journal on this day. And you're like, well, what is the New York Weekly Journey? Well, that was a publication that opposed the policies of the Colonel Governor William Cosby, which caused Zinger to be arrested for libel a year later. Uh, however, the colonial jury acquitted Zinger on the ground that his charges were based on fact. That established the first important victory for freedom of the press in the English colonies of North America. Boom. That's huge. Wow, I had no idea Bill Cosby was that old. (laughs) (laughs) And then here's another. That's a zinger right there. This is another like grand important thing. So just on the same levels, 1985, all right? The 32nd episode of Thundercats was aired entitled Return of the Driller. In which case, the Thundercats had to fight the Driller again, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know they fought the Driller the first time. Who was the Driller? Well, he's back. Sometime in within the other 31 episodes, they introduce Driller's back. the driller. All right. He's back. There we go. That's that's your facts for today. Well, yeah, There's only two did, segments. So didn't yeah, and didn't uh the uh did Ralph have drills on his hands or something when he popped Yeah, out I of think ground? so. See there was definitely all... drills in that first one. So it's all yeah. Thundercats. It's all they knew probably they when knew. they wrote this. They're like, oh well, this is the the anniversary of the return of the driller, so we gotta put <laughs> drills on Ralph or something. <laughs> Interesting. Very cool. Okay. So let's go ahead and get to our episode discussion. And before we even get to the theme song, we get to see 80s cats. And it's a cold open. It is written by this 80s cats, I should say, is written by Wellesley Wilde and Ted McCurran. It's directed by Katie Rice. This is one of the first things that we saw when it came to the Animaniacs reboot. It was kind of like done in place of basically a full trailer, I think. Um, they gave us like a teaser trailer, as I remember, and then we had 80s cats. I don't know. Check our previous episodes, folks. We all talk about this. <laughs> we talk about this 
specific uh, segment quite a bit. Um, so I don't know if there's much more to talk about necessarily. Uh, you know, Yakawako and Dot are they're like Thundercats. What I thought was kind of interesting was I was watching this first segment on mute and I just had it because uh, I was in a Zoom meeting for work and I was like, oh, I got a mult. This meeting's boring. I'm going to like watch Animaniacs in the background. It's multitasking. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, just watching this with the um, the subtitles on. And then I realized a lot of it goes to like if it if it was uh, just the lyrics itself, it would match up a lot with the original um, theme song for Thundercats. Um, just eighties um, cats are on the whatever eighties cats are done, and they say eighties cats in a different tempo, but they say as many eighties cats as they would say in the original Thundercats song. So. In the original, it goes, well, one way. And then in if it were done to the original tune, it would go 80s, 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 cats. And I really like that Thundercats theme song. This, mm-hmm. not as not as much. I enjoyed, actually enjoyed watching the segment a lot more when I was singing the 80s cats theme song to, in my head with the <laughs> tune to Thundercats. I was like, ooh, this is much more dynamic. It really kind of showed me how much... Um, the music affects the uh, the scene. So I don't know. What do you guys? Any other thoughts about this? Uh, the Thundercats segment here, this '80s cat segment, I should say. Um, when I first saw this, you know, for the previews, I was hoping that it was like within the context of like you know how the anime thing was a whole part of that episode where they and it kind of served a point in the. Yeah, plot or something. I was kind of hoping there was something like that, but I mean, it's fine. Um, it, yeah, I really, I mean, <laughs> this feels like added on. Like, yeah, if I, if I were to, if I were to guess, which I am guessing, <laughs> I think they they added this segment on based upon the uh, the the fan reaction to the anime stuff. They're like, oh, we mm-hmm. can, because I don't think they ever. No, they do. Yakko says '80s, '80s, '80s cats, but that's it. Like, they don't have really a lot of. You know, they didn't pay Tress yeah. and Jess to do anything for this. It was, it was pretty. It was done relatively Except cheaply, Rob, I guess. the The song was written by three people, which is more people than write my November fifth fact songs. So, <laughs> and I think mine have more words in it. So that's <laughs> this right. Um, yeah, I do remember people. I was uh, on uh, people. I, I did hear people talk about they didn't really like the the 80s cats uh theme song when it initially came out i was hearing some people saying don't you get it it's so funny because they say 80s cats a lot um but kelly what did you think about this any final thoughts on 80s cats before we put it to bed i'm just surprised they uh used it in the last episode or, or they used a clip from something from the last episode yeah, as a preview. Know, yeah, as a preview, because you know, in the for season one, they used something from you know the Jurassic Park clip mm-hmm. for, that was in the first episode. Uh, I think when it it was the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah, um, the, they, the very so, first rolled thing out this see. whole season is weird. Yeah. yeah, so it was just it was just interesting because like <laughs> I had totally forgot that that clip existed and that if we hadn't seen it yet this season, so. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen that before. So, but I liked it. I mean, I thought it was cute. I guess yeah. If I were to, the only disappointment I really had was like you guys were saying, like number one, yeah, it's weird that we had to wait so long to see it. But also number two, 
uh, it didn't really feel like it had a, a place in a bigger arc. Like it could have, it could have just done an mm-hmm. entire eighties cats cartoon. Like yeah. just, just go for it. Or and, you segment into it by yeah. saying something and then you're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, eighties cats, like give me another five minutes of eighties cats. And then you can parody the whole concept of like, even if it doesn't make yeah. sense why they turned into them. Yeah. Um, just, just do that. But they didn't, so whatever. It's it's not a big deal. It's still fine. Yeah, whatever. It's good. Uh, you know, it, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, some people were really, you know, I don't. I think most people have calmed down that if you're offended with the way that they were portrayed, like Dot or Yakko, uh, you know. Yeah, because they're they're bigger. You know, they're not wearing a lot of clothes necessarily. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it looks all cute and everything when they're just kind of this, you know, you know animal creature thing but once you make them all muscular and more human like i think people start to go wait a second so. yeah it does start getting a little weird <laughs> but um oh yeah you should mention that this is a parody of thundercats i bet we did oh that, yeah right? i never talked about that yeah thundercats <laughs> oh <laughs> and all those other ones of uh, voltron and you know oh yeah voltrons yeah because there was no not that much uh robot transformer kind of stuff going on in thundercats that i remember yeah um so anyway well let's go ahead and move on to our first major segment Uh, but before we do we got to talk about (laughs) the variable verse and of course it was baby brainy baby brainy baby brain gets pops out of a lady (laughs) it was cute and creepy at the same time what did you guys think about it um we've seen cute yeah We've seen Baby Brain before in season one of the reboot. Yeah. And, and uh, he's cute. <laughs> yep. Big big head, big eyes. Very kawaii. Um, I mean, it's. I was like, oh, that's fun. Baby Brainy. But I was like, oh, it's basically like doing Peaky and the Brainy, which they did all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> well, uh, that's one thing I will say about the Animaniacs reboot is they have not repeated a variable verse. That's true. It's really not, uh, not every variable verse has worked that well, but they've never repeated them. So, yeah, which I'm I'm appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, although it would have been the cute show's to see. Namey. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I was going to say like you know what? Although to have one, here's the show's namey. I I I, I wouldn't mind that one time. Yeah, one, one time, time. But oh one my time, gosh, not every time. One time. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get to All About the Benjamin. And All About the Benjamin was written by Matt Pabian. That's a name I don't remember. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Actually, I don't remember reading that name at all this entire season or last season. Well, anyway, it was written written by Matt Pabian. It was directed by Katie Rice. And uh, Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in All About the Benjamin? Okay. The uh, the Warners show up at Benjamin Franklin's house and they heard that he needs some new apprentices, but he doesn't want to hire them. I'm sorry. I don't have time to entertain visitors at the moment. I have to fix my blasted fireplace before I freeze to death. Wait! You've got to help us. We need an apprenticeship or we'll be stuck out in the cold. 
Come on, Frankie. We've been all over town looking for work. We got turned down by the blacksmith, the silversmith, the locksmith. The sandsmith offered us a job, but... Stay with me, warders, one day to esquires. For thine genie presence is all I require. Yeah, he's a little clingy. They said they really need it and basically convince him to... Let them be their apprentices. Let them be his apprentices. <laughs> that's not easy to say. Apprentices. Apprentices is. That's why <laughs> and, there's only. That's only why there's only a master and apprentice. An apprentice only right. two. Because once you, because it's hard for it would even be hard for Yoda to say apprentices. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, so they start helping him and um and and they're actually like really helpful uh the uh he's trying to find his his glasses and he specifies his reading glasses because he's actually wearing glasses and then she takes both of his glasses and uh smashes them and he's freaking out and then she somehow magically puts them into one pair of glasses and he's amazed because now he's got glasses with two different you know focal points or or, you know uh focal uh i focal yeah (laughs) and um so he you know calls them bifocals which they are and and benjamin franklin actually did invent the bifocals right i think he did or so we were told yes so we were told and um (laughs) So he, he wants to go off and um, get money for it and be recognized for it. And he, he did the same thing with the, the stove. In fact, that's how he actually hired them. Now that I remember, I always got an order with this stuff. Um, <laughs> if Nathan would only put the stuff in the notes and sequence. <laughs> this happens or, first, or maybe, then this maybe, happens. Maybe I could write my own notes. That That's a novel <laughs> idea. Um, but uh, his stove wasn't working and so they go and like work it out and and change the way the the, the directionality of the pipe well there's your problem ah! you got a straight o where there should be a curvy and a curvy where there should be a straight o there why it's brilliant smoke goes out heat stays in and all it took was a little pink dot makes a face or i think i think she kind of raises her eyebrows yeah yakko says like all it needed was a little kink and <laughs> and uh dot goes huh and wacko of course I, is like clueless he doesn't know what that even and that means. was a perfect moment for a good night everybody but it was cl- you know what i noticed they have a few little moments where it's kind of a good night everybody but they never say it which i kind of felt refreshing because that could get old especially they do like i could think three times in this episode offhand where they were trying to do kind of an adult oh yeah yeah you don't want to do it too much in the same episode for sure yeah um so he wants to go off to the patent office and everybody's gonna want a franklin stove and um so that was another thing that they fixed for him and um they got tired of him taking credit for everything and and I don't know much about Benjamin Franklin, but I mean, this is all starting to sound like Thomas Edison to me. Exactly the same thing I was thinking of. I was like, I don't think yeah, Benjamin Franklin was ever was like, accused of doing this stuff. This is Edison tech, yeah. t- you know, tactics, not Franklin. 
Right, right. But um, so they they confront him about it, and he you know brings out the contract and everything that they they develop under his uh, as his apprentices um, belongs to him. Well, the credit is mine, after all. Did you not read your apprenticeship contract? All ideas, inventions, improvements, and improvisations devised by the apprentices shall become property of their employer, which is me. Which is kind of a standard contract for this kind of thing, I think. But uh, um, he's he's not going to have any of it. He doesn't he doesn't want to give them any kind of credit or anything, and. Um, I mean, I guess technically he's giving them a place to live and stuff. So I don't know, but, um, they're not happy with it, which I also totally get. And so they're like, yeah, are we going to take it or are we going to do antics? And like antics, that's when the fun starts. And they, um, they, he wants, he wants to go outside and he checks the, the almanac and say, oh, it's going to be nice. But then he goes outside and they write over the weather in the almanac. And somehow that magically changes the weather. And they keep doing it. And then they end up with Armageddon. And suddenly there's like a volcano in Philadelphia. I don't understand. <laughs> and they pretty much just make his life miserable. They uh, super glue his, uh, is, is it cello? Violin? His violin. Yeah. Violin. And um, super glue that to his face. And so he's at the, the meeting hall, Continental Congress, whatever. Nevertheless, we must all hang together, or assuredly, we will hang separately. <laughs> we hold this comedy to be self evident. You said it, Hancock. We're allowed to say that, right? He also steals the Warner's ideas when they, they make little comments like, haste makes waste he jots that down and he's gonna run off to the publisher with it and uh so he's just taking all their ideas and they're retaliating like like they should they get him up on the roof and they stick a sword in his mouth and tie him up and get him to point the sword up in the sky and uh so he can discover lightning and they use that to power up a microwave and uh, make some hot dogs which wacko eats of course and um and um that's kind of it yep that's pretty much it i think he uh yeah it kind of ended with them eating uh i guess the hot dogs right nathan is that just how it kind of ends like him on the yeah. roof and i mean yeah. there's they've invented electricity uh there's there's you know some uh stuff going on here cultural reference uh stuff obviously all the aphorisms of uh, you know, are mentioned. And of course, all the references that, uh, you know, to inventions that Benjamin Franklin uh, created. It reminded me a lot, actually, of uh, the Disney cartoon, Ben and Me. Do you remember that at all? It used to be, a, I think it was a book originally. And then Walt Disney made it into a, I guess, kind of a 20 or 30 minute uh, short, I think, for Walt Disney Presents. It was just Ben Franklin with a little mouse and uh, uh, Amos, I think his name was. Anyway, very much the same kind of idea. Like Amos, the mouse was the one that invented uh, the bifocals and the stove. Electricity. All. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, well, like <laughs> that. I think he was like involved somehow with like the, the, uh, the kite. Amos, speak to me. Was it Electricity. Was it electricity? 
One electricity! Goodbye! Goodbye and forever! Please, Amos, wait! Amos! I don't know. I, uh, it's a much uh, different feel to it. A much warmer feeling, even though in, even in that cartoon, Ben Franklin tries to take credit for the things that uh, Amos um, does. And I think at the end, I think they show a statue of Benjamin Franklin. But if you look very carefully, there's a little mouse with him on the statue. And I used to think as a little kid that that was true. <laughs> that a little mouse would be found on a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Which doesn't make any sense. Ben Franklin. And uh, they sing a, a song about Stay With Me Warners. Uh, that was written by one, two, three, four people. Ro- Lucas Crandall's Roddy Hart, and Timothy Nash, and Tommy Riley. Very short song. Four people wrote it. Um, and one of the things I see that, Nathan, you put in here that I was thinking myself was um, Stay With Me Warners, or I'm sorry, the the the, the singer themselves, I should say, um, Who's what's his name? Gosh, their name again? (laughs) Notice what I'm having trouble with. Uh, (laughs) Sam Smith. (laughs) Sam Smith is parodied, and they put down. Or Dot says he. What is he doing over there? And Sam Smith came out as uh, non-binary. So Sam Smith would like they or them as the pronouns. So how ironic that they go out of their way to say in the theme song, you know, they're pronoun yeah, neutral. Yeah. <laughs> pronoun neutral, yeah. And Ooh. then they they messed up. They messed it up the first chance they get, you know. I know this is like they could have recorded. They could have because put this was, in a they or them from this, some other time that Dot said it. <laughs> it really does seem like they could have just. Yeah, exactly. Or cut the line completely. Hey, now that you mention it, I've done editing that like that too. Like take a word out and uh, move it from one area of our recording to the other. Um, Yeah. And hey, if I could do it, they could have done it at the Warner Brothers. Are you talking about Sam Smith? (laughs) Talking about the Warner Brothers audio engineers. Oh, okay. Uh, As they, yes. (laughs) Something could have been done, but I think they just, you know, didn't think about it. And, um, yeah, whatever. But I did notice that as well. Like, hey, wait a minute. Like, Dot just said he, or what is he doing? So he's, he's, what did they say? She said he was, uh, clingy. Clingy. Yes. Anyway. Uh, also, the song is, uh, par- the song All About the Benjamins by Puff Daddy is being parodied, which I think the wiki said it was pu- parodying a movie called All About the Benjamins? Yeah, the 2002 buddy comedy film, All About the Benjamins. Everyone's I have never favorite. even heard of the 2002 it's buddy everyone's comedy. everyone's favorite <laughs> the, the song, The song I definitely heard of because it was popular enough to get parodied by Weird Al with All yeah, About the Benjamins. Yeah, and it's sampled in a lot of songs, too. You know, yeah, just... and so I'm going, with, I'm going with All About the Benjamins by Puff Daddy, not, mm-hmm. the, not the movie that was nobody seen uh, myself. Anyway... Uh, also, you can see turkeys in the background of this. Because, yeah, there's uh, lots of turkey portraits. Yeah. Ben Franklin like, wanted to have the turkey as their uh, mascot instead of the eagle. So. Yeah. That's always uh, that's a fact that I remembered as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, that's that's all really for references that I can think of. Um, other than John DiMaggio did the voice of 
Ben Franklin. And mm-hmm. it was uh, very nice to see, or at least hear John DiMaggio on the show. He, and it sounded like this weird kind of like, okay, this is definitely John DiMaggio because he has a very distinctive voice, but he was doing kind of this new England kind of accent at the same time. So it sometimes it kind of sounded like Peter Griffin almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it kind of kept... looked like Peter Griffin a little bit from time mm-hmm. to time. Uh, so it's this weird thing of like, if you put Bender and Peter Griffin in a blender, you know, <laughs> like put Bender in a blender. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, any uh, moments in this that you uh, you saw and you liked or any, anything like that? Nathan, let's, let's start with you. Um, I liked some of the aphorisms that they were messing up at the beginning, I guess. Benjamin Franklin couldn't think of any good ones. It's fun to mess those up. Let's see. Penny saved. Does a penny you still have? No, 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 no. It's kind of historical because there was a Benjamin Franklin and he did invent these things. <laughs> yes. So that's like educational, which I like. So that's good. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Um, it was neat to see a historical person being tormented by the Warners. Yeah. Um, that whole theme has really been gone in the, it, I, I agree. That's the, the, one of the first things I thought of. Is that this is a nice return to style for the show um, because they used to do it in almost every episode was let's pick a different historic figure and show how we're tormenting them because they're being a jerk to the Warners and how they get, you know, comeuppance. Um, So, yeah, that was that was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I there was one bit that did make me chuckle a little bit in this one, and that was the whole classifieds. Um, <laughs> it. Um, that was misspelled it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe you're mistaken. Goodbye. But we saw it right here in the classifieds. It's classifieds, not classifieds. Really? Looks like you misspelled it. How dare you? I did no such thing. Whoa, we can do without the attitude, mister. So unnecessary. If you look at that old, you know, the Declaration of Independence or anything like that, they. Uh, they the letter F is used in in place of S for a lot of things. Um, I don't know exactly why. I'm sure somebody out there knows, and I I really don't really care. It's just you know it's a joke. I feel like I learned it at one point. Like why? But yeah, it's one of those things you can um, learn. Like I might have just learned it like last week, and I would have forgotten it immediately because I never. It's not something you usually have to worry about. <laughs> I learned it in my when I learned my ABCs. That's when I learned when to use an S and an F. Oh, very good, Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't teach the people back then. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, the educational system wasn't that great. Well, let's go ahead and get on to our next segment, which is also our last segment of the season. It's 23 and WB. <laughs> 23 and WB was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. It was directed by Katie Rice and Adriel Garcia. Nathan, what happens in 23 and WB? Okay, well, Yako uh, is excited because he just got news that their 23 and WB results, or maybe it's just called 23 and me, I don't know. Their DNA results are in. Hey, Sibs, remember when we had our DNA tested? Come on, sure you do. 
A neat little kit came in the mail. We spit into a tube. We sent it back to a genetic testing service. And now third parties, governments, and law enforcement agencies have unprecedented levels of access to our personal genomes? No, not really. <laughs> Me neither. But the results are back. Yay! And uh, they don't know what creature they are. Um, they know they're 99% Neanderthal. I was like, okay. And uh, they are related to someone uh, in the studio lot, even. Uh, who could it be? Um, and we cut to Norita, Rita, Norita. Uh, she's yelling at Ralph, basically. She's doing some workouts, but um, she throws her weight at him and it goes out the window and uh, he has to go get it. And in come the Warners, and they're just so excited because it turns out they are related to Nora Rita Norita. We're just trying to spend quality time with you. Our DNA test said we're your family. <laughs> if I trusted every test I took, I'd be in a hospital for the criminally insane. <laughs> uh, and she doesn't believe it, but they're like, look, we have the results right here. And who else are we related to? And she's like, you're not related. And the other people that you would be related to is like my uh, my grandmother, my mother. I think it's her grandmother, right? Great grandmother, I believe. Her great grandmother, um, who happens to be giving away her whole fortune that this weekend. (laughs) So (laughs) at um, very convenient. Yeah. How convenient. Um, So they take the uh, reservation. Um, Wacko mentions invitation. Uh, yeah, the invitation. Invitation. <laughs> I don't know. It was like maybe an RSVP thing. So yeah, an invitation. Uh, they take it. Um, Wacko mentioned something about a girl named Tina. So I don't know if that's. I don't know what that was about. So is weird Uncle Wacko inviting Tina to this reunion or what? Uh. Anyways, he. Uh. They. They. They're gonna sneak in. You know, by sneak in, they're just gonna crash the party. Um. It turns out. That indeed, uh, Flora is Flora Dora is going to give away her whole fortune just to one person, though, that she's related to. Um, and everyone will have to do some uh crazy tasks to get, and she's gonna find out who the best person is, like one of those reality TV show kind of things. Um, we find out who uh, Nora Rita Norita's sisters are. There's Theodora and there's Mora. And of course, her daughter is named Cora. So, oh my gosh, all the funny names. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The Warners come in and they're like, hey, uh, Floradora, we are related to you. Can we also be in the contest? And she's like, "Um, does your name she doesn't with aura? she doesn't believe him what's that <laughs> is it does your name end with aura i know that's yeah, why i don't be believe my you first my first uh clue but anyways <laughs> uh she doesn't believe him but they show her the on the on her computer they show her the results and she's like okay well yes you can be in the contest and you've even won the first prize which is fixing my computer and all yako had to do was plug it in so they go on to some other tasks and now Man, we have like an old like homage kind of thing because we got this song that's kind of like Oompa Loompa, but less fun. And it kind of goes on a little longer. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Hey Zoradora, 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 Flopity Flay. She plans to give her riches away. Zoradora, fan of the flames. Only the 
worthiest wins of these games. So they have to go get, get a cat. They got to go make some a cake. They got to do these like little tasks. And each time they do a task, uh, someone's kicked out. They're looking at pictures. And if you fall asleep, you're kicked out. So that's when Cora gets kicked out. So now it's just Nora and uh, the Warners. So, oh man, Nora's had it. She starts uh, yelling at the Warners, calling them moochers and, and all this. And um saying that they don't understand what money's for. It's about flaunting it in front of other people. But Floridora says, no, it's about making your family bigger. And that's why they win. uh, As long as there are no uh, mitigating circumstances in the next moment. And then cut to with the next moment, there's a mitigating circumstance because someone's (laughs) at the door with uh, DNA results. Stop everything. I have a last minute revelation. There's been a terrible mistake. And it turns out that the Warners are not related to Floridora. There was a mix-up at the lab. The actual true person that's uh, related to cut to the door again, enters Ralph. What? And uh, the Floridora is like, Alfonso. And then uh, it turns out that her brother was Alfonso or Ralphonso, something like that. And uh, I guess he had a kid. So that would be, or a grandkid. I don't know. Ralph is there. And yeah, he's, he's, he's alive and he is now going to get all the money. He didn't have to do any of the tasks, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. He wins all the money. Well, she likes him a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it uh, turns out now he is running the, cause this was the, the parent company of Warner brothers was Floradora's company. So he is now the CEO of that. So he is actually uh, above Norita, Norita. So he gets to decide that the movies that are made about meatballs and that are like Suicide Squad or something. Which brings us back to meatballs. And there you go, all tied up in a bow for you. Can you read that back to me? No, absolutely not. Then I'll say it again. Please don't. Pipa Pancetta, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman Bread have already been fast-tracked. Then... No one is no one is now the uh, guard. It's just the Warners, and they're talking about how they did get their DNA results, and they are just from uh, Termite Terrace, which is yeah from New Zero the Stars. And uh, we were like, well, I guess this is kind of a uh, what's going to happen next season if there is a next season, and that's that's it. I think that's about it. <laughs> well, there we are. So yeah, and, and I, I was I was a little disappointed, but although not surprised that they did not uh, mention that uh, Tom Ruger has said many times, or at least a few times in the past, that uh, the species of the Warners is Cartoonicus characteris, because uh, that's what Tom says. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, they're hundred percent termite terrorists. Uh, I, I guess I mean that 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 works, right? I mean, if you're born in an area. Uh, that means yeah. you're you're from that area. So sure, Termite Terrace is a was a place. Um, probably really the the first real r- solid reference to wrapping it to the very first episode of the series. Um, but at any rate, um, uh, cultural references. The, you know, obviously the Willy Wonka. They they cue it up when they say this is going to be like a Charlie and the or a chocolate factory kind of thing. Or we have to go through contests. 
And wouldn't you know it, they do an Oompa Loompa song. And yes, it is. It's kind of cool to see it do like the the stuff with the letters like they did in Willy Wonka. Uh, so that was kind of neat to see that reminiscent thing going on. There's also Tucker Carl- Carlson is mentioned. Uh, sorry, great-grandmother Flora. They're nobody. Is this true? I warn you. I watch a lot of Tucker Carlson, so I am very gullible. She doesn't so, even watch Tuck Buckerson, which is... The- I know. I thought, like, shouldn't they have, like, referenced the... Uh, the person they were parroting in the first season, but whatever. <laughs> this is they didn't even try to hide it this time. No, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, if you really do believe, I, I don't think I'm going to go on a political limb right here. If you're believing stuff that Tucker Carlson says, then yeah, there's. I'm, there's you're Floridora. You're Flo- you're a Floridora, is what you are. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I there. I mean, it was uh, the the Warners are being cute in this one. I was kind of nice to see they weren't being as uh zany or anything they were just being kind of like the ones that were manipulatively cute they were doing that cute weirdness in a way <laughs> <laughs> to get uh please let us out of the cagey <laughs> so that was nice to see um but yeah i mean i can't really think of any other real references to stuff although i did it when the when the uh frames were going down and uh, it reminded me of 13 Dead and Drive, which was a game that oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to play as kids. And I, I know it's been re-released. I want to buy the re-release of it. The whole thing, particularly with the pictures, uh, made me think of Hide and Seek, the movie, um, where they had to play a game to keep the family fortune. Oh, and okay. um, they were playing Hide and Seek and um, people kept dying. Interesting. Is that a movie or what is that? Yeah, it's a movie. It's got um oh it has that blonde lady who people always mix up with Margot Robbie. <laughs> I was about she to say Margot Robbie before you no, even said it was the no, person. No, <laughs> she was the one that was in um Bill and Ted, the the new one. She uh and I, I can't remember her name. Um because I, I usually see her when people are like, wait, isn't that Margot Robbie? It's like, no, oh. she's got her own name. She's a, a different actress, but um, but she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. But. I did like that new Bill and Ted movie, though. That was a good Bill and Ted. It was very, very true to the uh, the first two. Yeah, I so. thought so, too. And they even said Station, which I <laughs> thought was like, wow, they even referenced Station from uh, Bogus Journey, which I thought was the, the worst, like, they were really Part pushing of it. it. Yeah, they were it really, was so I think, weird. They were really pushing for people to like, kid, we're going to say station and bogus journey, and all the kids are going to say it. And it'll start with our movie. I and, don't think we even said it, my brother and I. And like, we even watched, uh, there was the cartoon and there was a TV show. Um, yeah. We watched the TV. Like, we were hardcore fans. But oh, yeah. we, we didn't say station. Yeah, you know, they actually had came out with our action figures as well in that style of the cartoon show recently that I saw at Target, I think. So Oh wow. You should get hey, Bill and Ted. Anyway, that was our that's our Bill and Ted uh podcast right there. That's our pilot. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh but that's about it for, for references. Uh what did you guys think about uh this this one? Uh Kelly, any any moments in here that stood out for you that I, you thought were funny? I actually liked the Oompa Loompa song, the Floridora song. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, it was kind of catchy, and um, it was a really good 
parody of the I'm just obsessed with the Oompa Loompa song anyway. I watched Willy Wonka way more than I probably should have as a child. Um and and maybe that's why I'm I'm a screwed up adult because that, that was a freaky movie. It really um, was. I, although my favorite parody of it is probably the the Grunka Lunka song in Futurama. Uh, mm-hmm. just that's my favorite. Yeah. Grunka Lunka Grunka Dee Dee Ingredient. Whatever it is. We will not talk about the secret ingredient. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not so worried about the armed guards. Grunka Lunka Dunka Dee Darmed Guards. <laughs> All right. Enough. <laughs> okay. So, Good stuff. But it, I, I thought it was kind of cute and catchy and, and the expressions on the. I will say the, the, the expressions the staff's oh, faces well, were hilarious. The animation was really good in this. This was done by, I think it's in the notes right here, Yowza Animation. And Yowza, Ooh. they did some good animation right here with the Warners, like when they're sitting down and they just took a DNA test. And they're, they're, <laughs> their mouths are just really, and the, the spit take and everything that Yako does. And that's all cute. They were doing some really dynamic angles, I thought. Uh, when, uh, like over the shoulders of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, and, uh, Nora, when they're talking about the, uh, I think the, the photo albums and stuff like that, I was like, well, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the angles. It's, it's much more dynamic than it was, like, say, in the first half of the show, where you have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot kind of just kind of standing statically in different parts of, like, basically just like a stage. Not much movement going on in between, like one of them moves and the other two look at them. You know what I mean? And I was really noticing in this episode more than other ones for some reason that I really missed the in the one of the things I really missed that's not evident in the reboot that was in the original was there was always something going on in the background when it came to the Warners. You know, there might be Yakko talking with somebody in the front. Like in, you know, like in King Yakko or something, you know, pay attention to Yakko talking to Hello Nurse or something like that. But in the background, Dot and Wacko are doing something kind of silly in the, you know, just something simple and silly in the background. That's not going on anymore, usually in this series. It's very much like you stand here, you stand here, you stand here. This person talks, this person responds, the other people stand there and watch. And that's boring to me. But this episode had uh, the animation styling and the direction, I think, was a little more visually interesting. So, yeah. Um, Nathan, anything from this second part that you noticed that um, you need to mention? It gets me a little excited for season three, because I think I know who the guard has to be. Um, we've already seen the future before in a Christmas plots. So we know that Plots will become the guard and Norita, Rita, Norita is going to get fired and Ralph's going to put his son in charge of the Warner Brothers lot. Maybe it won't happen season three, but it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it, it's now set up for it. So we know mm. how that came to it because they never really explained like, well, I mean, sure. But why is, you know, but now Ralph is owner. He can like, pay plots to work there so the a... worst the worst possible future for plots becomes the future yes i mean this show's already has gotten darker so i, I mean it didn't say sense. that it wasn't going to have you know it's like <laughs> that's true you can't but, like prevent the future it doesn't say like oh well, maybe I, if, if i change maybe how if I ralph's gar- maybe if ralph's son becomes the 
the CEO. CEO, he won't be as mean to Yeah, uh, exactly. Plots. He won't be as mean to plots, but sure. I think it's coming. That I would actually like. I don't think they're going to do <laughs> it that. Be, I would really enjoy seeing plots as the guard next season. I just want to I, see more plots in general. Yeah. I, there was no reason to get rid of him in the first place, I don't think. Um, yeah. I think... But, Having him as a guard would work then. So there you go. Like uh Kelly, any other last things to, to mention for this one? No, I don't think so. I will say Ralph was funny in this. Ralph was jumping mm-hmm. out the glass and uh talking about how the, his stomach needs to he gets hit in the stomach with a kettlebell and says his his stomach needs to go to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So and he needs health insurgents. Insurgents, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's uh, you, yeah. good Ralph lines. Yeah. Well, at and, any oh, rate. the whole snake thing—that was fun. Did you hear, like, <laughs> was it? Someone was lying. You didn't like that? Yeah, I, didn't I think liked it. Was that funny. So someone is lying to me. Someone is lying to me. <laughs> Sorry, it took so long, but it fell on a snake. So I took it to a snake doctor, and she told me it was just a garden hose. But then I took it to the hardware store, and they said it was a snake. So somebody is lying to me. And I listened to it a couple times. I was like, yeah, I just didn't laugh. Anyway, let's go to our water tower <laughs> rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode? The final episode of the second season of the Animaniacs reboot. Kelly, let's start with you. Um, I'll go with the four. All right. Because we had the the historical figure who was being harassed by the Warner siblings, but they actually deserved it. And um, we've talked before, and I I like the Thundercats, (laughs) 80s cats opening. And um, I thought the the 23 and WB was kind of cute. At first, I was like, oh, no, it's a Nora and the Rita episode. But... uh, it turned out okay. I liked I liked her great grandma and um uh yeah, like I said, I liked the, the Oompa Loompa song. So um it had some interesting stuff in it. All right. Um I'll go I'll do this super differently. I'm gonna go in the middle this time. Ooh, I'm okay. gonna go three for me. Because um it was much closer to uh the characters I thought. Like it, it had a classic show feeling of it to me. Where everything felt true to the characters. Um, but I just didn't think it was that funny, honestly. Like, I could see where the jokes were. I got it. But it kind of felt like I was watching an episode of, like, Two and a Half Men or something like that. <laughs> where I'm like, I get, I know you, that is a joke. And that is a joke. And that is a joke. I, I'm not finding this funny. But I'm recognizing these as jokes. <laughs> you know? So, um it wasn't bad, and it was, like I said, above all, it was much closer to what I think the feeling of the show should be. But it kind of felt like, I don't know, a cover band <laughs> than mm. uh, the actual uh, show. But last two episodes of the season, I think we're finally starting to get to at least a pointing in the right direction to where the show, I think, would I'd like to see it in season three. But Nathan, what about you? Um, I also... In giving it three water towers, um, partially because um, I didn't find it that fun. I was a little annoyed by the floopity flu song, <laughs> 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 uh, 
And uh, there was no pinky in the brain. Although Maurice LaMarche still gets money for this episode. I think he's credited in it. So as the brain. <laughs> as, oh, wow. I was going to say, like, as, who did he voice? No, no one. He's just nobody. Yeah. Maurice LaMarche as the brain. And also uh, Rob Paulson as pinky was also. <laughs> so they just did that anyway. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So like, even whatever. when they're not in the episode, they're still in the episode. That's I mean, a technically there was baby brainy. Was the... <laughs> True. He did make an appearance. <laughs> Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Joey, I'm on Twitter. JangoFT, that's me. All right, and Kelly, what about you? Also on Twitter, you're a princess. Y-O-D-A, P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. As for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and other stuff. And, of course, you can go to our Patreon. If you love our show and you want to get bonus content, head on over there for bonus audio animaniacs commentaries bonus chances to vote for the episodes that we're going to be talking about after the reboot and gosh just fun stuff of us talking about stuff (laughs) and of course you could uh, join our discord conversations by joining the retro zap discord server head on over there by going to discord.animaniacast.com today you can talk to us and to all the other folks over at retro zap we're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the RetroZap.com feed. You can get all the different podcasts. And of course, you can go to RetroZap.com for amazing articles and podcasts every day. And uh, yeah, that's about it for that. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Oh, I think my stomach needs to go to the cemetery. 